episode 121 episode live music that's right episode live music why is it live music oh wait text the soundhawk whisper in your lover's ear soundhawk what's that number 303-548-6877 we're coming to you live right now from denver's city park we're right by the zoo we're catching some pretty fantastic smells a fountain right over soundhawk's uh, shoulder here uh, periodically glowing pink I, I call that, that lilac. Oh, lilac. Oh, what do you call that? Oh, shit. It was a teal. I promise it. It, just, it went and then it was gone. What is that screeching sound? A bird. We're near Bird Island. There's a, just around that bend, there's an island. It's just covered with fucking birds. I'm getting close to the mic. Yeah, you're doing well. We gotta lean in close. It's very romantic. Episode live music is very intimate. We just came from Lost Lake. Saw some live music. Yes, we did. Episode live music. We're going to talk about live music. We saw the band Rips, uh, I believe from Williamsburg, a, a quartet. Williamsburg? I think that's what he said. I mean, they're from Brooklyn. Oh, I might be right. What's the Civil War reenactors in College of William and Mary? Williamsburg. Wait, you're calling them Civil War reenactors? Isn't that Williamsburg in Virginia? Oh, that's uh, Arlington. No. Williamsburg, I think that's right. Wait, listen to this. So live music. Yellow dog. Had my one, I'm done. 44 years old. Hey, happy birthday to me. Oh yeah, I did. I wished you happy birthday. Um, I got a text. For those in the know, it's uh, Mark Brush is now 44. Humans. Where? Episode live music. 44-year-old man. What did you think of Rips. I thought they, uh, for lack of a better word... You know what's the saddest thing about episode live music is that both of us whipped out earplugs before the music started. Uh, uh, Downright necessity for me. I have some pretty high-grade earplugs. You do, Protect my ears on account of my tinnitus. They look like some NASA shit. Yeah, those were like uh, $20 earplugs. $20? But they have a little stem, and you like put them in your ear, and you push them up tight, and they create a seal. Now, I will tell you, I could hear the music. I feel like I could hear it because a few times I pulled out the earplugs just to, to try and ascertain if I was missing something. It's important to pull out. You got to pull out occasionally, but I wasn't. Like, when I pulled them out, it was so loud that lots of sounds are being drowned Your out. voice is so loud. I can't help that. And then I put them back in, and I could hear everything. Yeah. But, I mean, episode live it music. muted. I, I've never done the earplug thing. I enjoyed it, but it made me sad at the same time. What did you think of the live music, Mark? I, I, when's the last time you went and saw a show in a small, intimate club setting like I mean, that? I mean, small and intimate club setting, I think there were 20 people there. Yeah. Maybe 30. It's a small show. It's a, it's a Monday night. It's it Monday, July Monday 10th. Monday night. Oh, I didn't realize that. That was my first thought. Like that. Episode live music. Next. Episode live music. You're, you're, you're going on a... It was a short tour. We talked to Gary, the bass player from Rips. Best hair in the venue. Oh, my God. My Describe, thing describe is, the haircut. 
Well, I mean, he's got a hairline similar to yours. Thank you. It's thinning on top. But, yeah, but I got 20 years on him. I know. Well, whatever. But I mean, like, you know, rather than running from it, he's embracing it. And he had like so much hair in the back. <laughs> like this incredible mullet. Yep. Shaved on the sides. A very uh, striking lad. He looked kind of like Keith Herring to me. Charming. We had a good chat with him. Yeah. And I, they made the right call, putting him front and center. He was front and center. It was center. an interesting stage setup because Gary, bass, front and center, right in front of the drummer, and then on either side he's flanked by the two guitarists dueling, slash vocalists. Dueling guitarists slash vocalists. But your eye... In the back of the Your drums. eye is drawn to Gary. Even when one of the other guys was singing, your eye was drawn to Gary. Gary's got the, he's got the, the front man. He's got the gene. One fuck hell of a bass player, too. Tell you what. Was he? I thought so. I was watching. bass. No, I don't. <laughs> My brother took bass lessons. You play a little everything, don't you? Yeah. That's... And you don't play a lot of anything. I play a lot of certain things. Mark and Maven, Mark. Oh, yeah. Mark Kingmaker. We've got our strengths. I enjoyed Rips. I hadn't been to a live show in quite some... No, that's not true. P. 
Okay, this is the first live show you've been to that wasn't at fucking Red Rocks yeah, with a bunch of like a thousand other milquetoast motherfuckers. The mind blowing experience of Sufjan Stevens. I'm yeah. about to have another mind. I think I'm going to go to Father John Misty. Are you? Just to see what that's like. Are you going to microdose? Full dose? God willing. Creek don't rise. Don't know how to get, don't know how to get it. You don't know how to get acid? No. I don't think I do either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to get it? Where are you going to see that? Did you hear that bird? Anyway, yeah, I had him into a small setting. It reminded me of a club I used to go to in, uh, in Arlington. Okay. Oh, God. Paint the picture, Mark. I think it was called Iota. Not like not one iota of blank? Yeah, I think Iota. And it was my buddy Phil. Phil Collins. Phil Jorgados manned the door. That was a little side gig. And there was one band. What was his other gig? Uh, IT. IT? Yeah. So was he manning the door more just like... Night job. Did and he need the money or did he just like eh. want to stay in the scene? Well, he was living with his mom, I think. So he wanted to stay in the scene. Both. He's saving lots of money to live with that? his mom. The grave diggers. Wait, do you mean like the grave diggers? No, diggers. It was like a... Are you talking about the Wu-Tang offshoot? I am not. God damn it. It almost got good. It's a bunch of white guys at a bar in Arlington. They were crowd favorite, and similar thing, you know, just some electric uh, flourishes. Raka raka, raka raka. <laughs> Great shows, though. See, to me, I feel like Rips. Uh, now their new album, I believe it's also called Rips. I think it's a self-titled. Produced by one of those. You should listen to episode one twenty, where we previewed. Well, we played a track. We played a track, and it was a preview of this episode. In a before sense, before we enjoyed the live music. It was. We talked about going to this show. What the fuck was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, I was going to say one of the one of the fellows from that parquet it's courts. Been a minute, parquet courts produced this record, mm. and I feel like both those bands. It's almost like a little more of an accelerated version of television, mm. which we enjoyed the oh, heck out of. Loved, love it, love it. I mean, I've been joining him for years, and then a little bit of Verlaine. Your mind was blown. Staring up across the picnic table at a little bit of heaven. I don't want to derail this too much, but you got to check the feed. You got to go back to Book Buddies. Oh. Read along with us oh. as we read uh, "Please Kill Me" with Legs by Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain. We we make a lot of personal discoveries, really, in that uh, series. And <laughs> we talk about a lot of dirt bags doing dirt baggy. We do, but stuff. I think one of the discoveries is that you you are kind of more of a Tom Verlaine and I'm, I'm more Tom of a Richard Hell. Yeah, we did. Yep. But hey. All praise to Tom Verlaine because it's all about the live music. Yeah, but like all that, it's like all that uh, uh, changing it up. There was some changing. Fractured fun time. <laughs> you don't know what's coming next, but it's, yes, it's poppy. Yes, it's catchy. So there was there was a three bill, three three band bill. Oh, we're going live music episode live music. Fake attack or something. We're we called, didn't see that. We, we well, we heard him from outside. It sounded pretty good actually. It did, but I I got a. I can only take a little bit with my tinnitus. Oh boy, you gotta be worried. super selective. You can see it in Josh's eyes. We we uh, one of us skated through the mean streets of Denver. Mm-hmm. One of us rode mm-hmm. on the two wheeler on a bicycle. One uh, of us is wearing proper footwear for an outing. <laughs> Sidled up to. How you gonna How you gonna <laughs> fucking go out in the night with flip flops on? <laughs> on a bicycle. Hey, I'll tell you how I'm gonna do it. The way I just did it. All right, I'm just. Not an injury, Something's although I have lost it. a piece of this toenail. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Something Not you, from any... You were wearing flip-flops when you lost old, it. Just from old age. 
Your toenails are deteriorating. (laughs) That's what I've looked forward to in three years. So fake attack. No real comment on fake attack. Good luck to him. Mm -hmm. Rips. Saw the whole set. Whole thing. Whole thing. I I would give it a thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs up here too. Good energy. It's a little weird to see bands at a venue where there's not a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing I was struggling with the whole time because... And when you're wearing earbuds, you can't hear anything. Well, no, I can hear it just fine. But, you know, I think about our own struggles as a... Uh, Earplugs. As the... The. Natural. Natural. Living podcast. That's us. It's like we've been plugging away for a long time. Oh, You know, no. the, a lot of you love us and you know who you are. Oh, no. But you're always waiting to break, you know? Like, when do we get to that next level? Oh, yeah. Right? That's the eternal struggle. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's what you're going through when you're a, a live touring band. Well, you can taste it. A rambling band, if you will. Hello. Hey, hey, Carl. This is a live episode about live music. It's all live. I think you can you can sense that out there, can't you, listener? You're feeling it. What was my question? You want to, you're about to break. You always want to break. Well, I mean, it's just frustrating. But uh, hey, the podcaster struggle is is far less severe, podcaster right? Podcaster struggle. What do we do? We sit in a fucking living room, kvetch a bit, but like <laughs> eat toast points with salmon and cheese yeah I make snacks but man if you're in a band you gotta take it to the people you gotta drive Those these guys we were talking to them they've been on a they've been on a they've been on a 10 day tour with 10 consecutive dates no breaks that van is not smelling good they've been in Omaha they were looking for good podcasts they were I told them about a couple you gave sure them some, did. gave them some breakfast tips but hey that's neither here nor there it's this uh, yellow dog you bought me man it's <laughs> taking hold Tongue's getting swollen. What is it about the live venue? There's something special about it, isn't there? There is, Mark. Josh. Mark. (laughs) Just like putting on an old glove doing this. It is. It's been a long fucking time. It's been a minute. Should we meditate on that a bit or no? Mm, No, because we're going to come back strong with a flurry of new episodes. On Friday. It's weird to do this without headphones. Before we disappear again. Without headphones, too. Yeah, this is a. St- we'll see how this comes out. Plenty of apologies for you here, people, but. Uh, here comes a car. Keep talking. What, what make and model are you seeing there, Mark? <laughs> I'm seeing uh, Ford Bronco. Speaking of live music, I used to have a friend. His name was Brandon. I think that was a Chevy Blazer. And you know what his superpower was? What was his name? Brendan? Brandon. Brandon. His superpower was when you were in the car with him, mm-hmm. he could look in the rearview mirror at the car behind you, and based on just the shape, and distance between the headlights, he could tell you what make and model car was behind you. Amazing. Infallible. Infallible. (laughs) He loved live music, Mark. (laughs) I'll tell you what, he did love live music. He doesn't anymore? I don't know. Uh, He's he's a little jaded to the scene. Ooh. Not like us, Mark. Ooh. I feel like, you know, I got through my jaded period in my 20s. I'm out and about. You can't stop me at double four. You know what? You might even be able to convince me to go KZ, to a, a Sufjan Stevens oh, show. You Actually, you probably couldn't. So Maybe good. you could. I don't know. That was good. I'm sure it was. That was it, quite, that was quite uh, a the show. The way you described it to me. It was a show. And hey, speaking of quasi-embarrassing music, Uh-oh. we were talking with Gary about <laughs> Dave Matthews' band. Well, he mentioned, sure, he went to UVA. Yeah. If you go to UVA, you know DMB. Yeah, you know DM fucking B. We're talking about tracks. When he used and to play if you know tracks. MPB, you know that DMB played at his alma mater. DMB played at my during a snowstorm cafeteria when I was blue blooding it up in so Massachusetts. That's special. That's live music, people. Wait, that's what we're talking it? about. White blood. 
You were a blue blood in uh, high school. I was? What yeah, is blue blood? Well, blue blood is like you think you're better than everyone else. Okay. So you're Both applied. You're still a blue blood. In an episode of T-shirts, we'd get into all of this. Yeah. During your prep school years. Let's stop. We're talking about live music. Oh, you didn't want to take a little jaunt back to episode T-shirts? I would say, in, hey, live music. You know who I saw in college? This is what I was hoping to get to. See, now we're hitting the stride, Mark. Who did you see in college? <laughs> so... Dave Matthews Band in the school cafeteria. Yeah, I already knew that story. Uh, Dave Matthews Band in Boston opening up for the Samples. Oh, that's a Colorado band. There you go. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I'm sure you had on flip-flops. Oh, you saw, you been to a fish show? Not only did I go to a fish show then, I'm going to one this summer, too. What? Oh, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Sunday Night Fish, I'm there. Just you're a casual fish fan? Is oh. there such a thing? No, no, no. I'm, I can dive in. Wait, no, this is not right. Fluffhead. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shit. See, I okay. I We're, think I went to a Grateful Dead show too. Uh, wait, is Fluffhead a fish song or a? Yes. Okay, because I, uh, I was at a, a uh, what was that party? It was a, a one-year-old like a child's first birthday party. You busted out fish? Well, no. Uh, my friend, who's who, who had the child, and his uh, brother, they're fish fans. They had, but they had gone to see uh, that Grateful Dead reunion revival thing. I should Dead say. Dead and Company. With is it John Mayer? John Mayer up sitting front. in for Jerry G. Yep. But he had a dog. He was holding this little uh, like Lasu Apsu type thing. It was very fluffy. And I said, "What's your dog's Lasu, name?" And he was Lasu, like, "Apsu." Shih Tzu, maybe. Keep going. I said, what's your dog's name? And he's like, Fluffhead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where did you ever think up that name? And I was trying to, you know, I was being like all clever and sarcastic, but the dog had a fluffy head. Sure but, he did. But then they, they kind of like laughed in this way where I felt like, wait, I'm missing something. And that's what I was missing. You were, you were missing it all. In the back of my mind, I was like, oh, that's probably a Grateful Dead song, but it's a fish song. Fish. Hey, great. What a great name Many for a song. Many deadheads become fishheads. Yeah. Widespread panic. Ugh. <laughs> God, episode hey, live man, music taking a turn man. for the worst. <laughs> it's a different scene. So that's, I mean, I did some of that. I'm trying to think of what else I might have seen. I began my life in live music with a Jackson 5 reunion tour at See, that's exciting Stadium. That's exciting to me. What was that like? How old were all the uh, Jacksons uh, at that point? My parents were there. Well. Yeah, that, that wasn't the answer to the question. I'm sure just one of them went. Probably dad, right? I don't know. Who's, who's it How more into the, the live Jacksons music? Then? I mean, this must have been. Look. Early but 80s? was this uh, early eight, early mid? So is this pre-thriller? Because there's probably not a reunion after Thriller, is there? No, oh, I think there is. Why? When was Thriller? Eighty-two. This was after that. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So Michael's throwing his brothers a bone. Probably. Okay, that's the nice thing to do. I saw them. What was that show like, Mark? Li- episode live music. I don't remember. I, you know what I remember about that episode of live music? What? Really crappy audio. Just like what? You're in a football stadium. It's like yeah, you, you can't, can't hear a hear fucking shit. thing. It's like what am I doing here? Not like the show we saw tonight. Very intimate. Very loud. Very loud. Uh, oh, we should talk about the headliner, uh, Howling Hex. Howling Hex. I need you to use your phone to look up that guy's name because I forget. But he was Neil... in Royal Trucks. He was. Royal Trucks with an X. I mean, that was something else, my friend. It was. I, 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 I might be missing something, but I don't think I am. All right. Dissertation. It was, it was a little bit of weird improv 
You don't think they practiced that? Nope. <laughs> okay. I think maybe the other guy had done some chords. He was just on chord patrol. Well, there was one guy strumming aggressively nonstop. He had an electric guitar making some ambient sounds, strumming aggressively in a pattern. Mm-hmm. Our headliner. Yeah. The Howling Hex. Uh Ni Robbie Vitrano lookalike. He was he was for fans of the podcast. I mean, uh, good spread peanut butter. Robbie Vitrano, Robbie V. You listening <laughs> to this, buddy? Shout out! You have a you have a doppelganger, a cousin, who's been who rocks almost as hard as indie you. rocking it for decades. Who am I looking up? Here's Howling Hex. See, that is four people in that rock band. That's malleable, man. This was this was something else. And then Gary was telling us about Neil something called Haggerty. Denver Brunch. Neil Haggard. Neil Haggard. We couldn't. Could, oh wait, yeah, and we couldn't figure out what the the Denver brunch thing was, but there was a flag. There was a flag on the stand. Denver brunch flag. <laughs> yeah, you think Denver brunch is going to be a useful? I put in Howling Hex. <laughs> oh, okay. It didn't seem to work. Yeah, Denver brunch is not a good search flag. That's not going to work either. Oh, actually, Brad Truax. What? All right, this episode is, live music, Mark. I'm gonna. I'll tell you a little story here. This is a personal story. You like those, right? This is something. This is something we should figure out. There is a Denver. <laughs> you want to go down this rabbit hole? Right? <laughs> Wait a minute. You're opening a Twitter account now. It's, it's, it is the Howling Hex Twitter account. At Howling Hex. I think it's at the. Well, You're not getting good coverage. Oh, there it comes. Airplane. Oh come on. Episode live music. The, at the Howling Hex. Oh my God, where'd it go? Son of a bitch. I went away. I hit a button. I'll just do it all over again. Here. I lay traps for troubadours who get killed before they reach Bombay. That is a lyric. I lay traps for troubadours who get killed before they... Bob Dylan. Yeah. What on it? the... Tra- uh, tangled Up in Blue. Nope. No, that's not Tangled Up From Blue. That almost sounds like an M.I.A. lyric. <laughs> I think that's Tangled Up In Blue, you son of a bitch. Could be. I mean, that song's like 13 fucking minutes. Denver. Clever turns of phrase. N.M.H. and The Howling Hex at Lost Lake. What is N.M.H.? Neil M. Haggerty. Yep. There you go. Yep. I don't know if I was a fan of that. I like the spirit of it. I do too. I'm open to conceptual music and just going down the rabbit hole of improvisation, but it was a weird mix of instruments, some weird keyboard work. Yeah, well, let's talk about this weird mix. I'm not very sophisticated. Two fucking dick bags sitting at a picnic table. Because this is very similar. Hey, think about the format here. Like, this is like he somehow lured people into this venue, and then there's like strumming and picking and loud, just reverberating noise. Right. Just daring people to leave, which some of them did. And then it was just two songs. We thought we were cutting out early, and then it was like, oh, it was over. So I guess we stayed for the whole thing. But It might have come back. This is very similar, man. This? This is like a, yeah. Howling Hex. It's improv. Oh. It's poorly executed. Hey. At times. I think we have a little bit of... It's episode live music. We're not working from a dock here. This is a... My ears are not ringing. How are your ears doing? They're fine, because oh, I put in my work. earplugs. Good work. No, no doc. This is a... Uh, We're freeballing it, man. The, off the cuff. I'm trying to think of... Uh, who did you see in college? What kind of acts were you going to? Well, when I was uh, away at Adams State College, there were, there were there was not a lot of live music going through. 5-0. We had some... 
Oh, the popo rolling up? <laughs> I don't know. There would be some like some uh, B-level country western acts rolling through <laughs> town from time to time. I didn't ever go see any of those. I can remember when I uh, the the very weekend that I left Adams State College for the first like for the uh, I guess for the last time as a student, left Alamosa, came back home that weekend, went to the Ozitlon, which was a uh, a cruddy little punk club on South Santa Fe, on, yeah on Santa Fe Boulevard. Saw Raekwon the Chef, of the <laughs> Wu Tang Clan, which was fantastic. But the Ozitlons, uh, remember I've told you the story about when I saw the Offspring there. And I, and I went to try and tell the singer Dexter Holland that I liked their show and he was a dick to me. Yep, I do remember that. That was an embarrassing moment. I saw Rancid there. Oh. They were, they were, they were good. Lots what, was of this, what was this club in town? I saw 15. Don't know it. This is like hippie, grimy. Candle, like, candlestick. Crimp Shrine, what? Crimp Shine? Crimp Shrine and 15. They were both bands uh, fronted by this dude, Jeff Ott, who's like kind of a... He wasn't really hippie, but he was like a anarchist, maybe, and like a bit of a, I don't know, probably shopped at a lot of co-ops. <laughs> natural. He was fucking natural, and that was 20-something years ago. You're taking off your wristband, huh? Is that, <laughs> the show's you, over. It is? Not this show. Oh, The okay. live music show. Oh, yeah. I think there's something special about live music. <laughs> there must be. People continue to listen to it. I, I'm taking the concerts in my life that I... What blew your doors off, Mark? <clears throat> what changed the course of your life? Have you seen a live show that I did go to a... I think it was a your Lala, goddamn Lollapalooza. Oh, God. And Wolf Trap. Where Blues Traveler. And Spin Doctors. And Widespread Panic. Are you sure that's Lollapalooza? That sounds like something else. I think it... Was there another one? Armpit Palooza? I nope. don't know. I think it might have been Lollapalooza. Before it got... What? Itchy. No. Yeah. That, that, the early inclinations of... Lollapalooza, no. there's no way fucking widespread panic blues traveler and spin doctors are playing. Fucking blues. Oh my god, here's a story. Blues traveler came to my school and um, John Popper. Yeah. The guy. The guy. With the little, Big guy. little fishing vests. Full of harmonicas. <laughs> he uh, came back to our dorm and sat in the common room next to me. He was sitting next to you oh, or the no, room sorry. next to you? So the suite where me and my guys lived and then next to us Your some guys. other guys. Some, high, some other Who guys. Who are you guys? The guys I lived with. Your, your fucking rat pack? Come on. Uh, yeah. Who are they? What are their nicknames? Nicknames. Uh, you've met some of these people, haven't you? I doubt it. Oh, oh that year? No, this was sophomore year. Okay. So, Eric? Oh, Eric. You just called him Eric? Yep. You don't have a fucking nickname? Nope. Uh, his name Eric Compton. You call him, uh, Compton? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, Eric. It was just Eric. Just Eric. It was Wheeler. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. He was new. Wheeler. Ziesel. Ziesel? Okay. He was the third. Lots of flavor. Me. But then next to us, I think, if, if memory serves, it was the other guys that I would live with for the rest of my college years. Yeah. Chowder. <laughs> Choi face. Choi face? Yep. All right, you're not uh, disappointing now. Uh, Why do they call him Chowder? He was Jason Chow. Oh, did he eat a lot of chowder? Nope. That's it, just chowder? Right. Just came up with that. Less impressed now. Uh, 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 Ollie. Ollie's nick. I don't think he had a nickname. Could he Ollie really high on a skateboard? A-L-I. Brawley. Ollie. Brawley. 
Browley? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, here's the point. Blues Traveler uh-huh. plays this little New England college town. Sure. After it's over. They're fucking just slurping up, back, slurping up tons of chowder. I come back to my it's dorm. New England after all. I go through my common room to the next common room. I open the door. It's a creamy chowder. It's not that Manhattan shit. There's a freaking multicolored strobe light. There's a, what's the right word? Smoke machine? Little person? Uh, yeah, a dwarf, a midget. I don't know which one's preferred, but yes. A young lady of small proportion. Okay. And John Popper sitting on the couch. That's the scene. Are they playing music or just hanging out? There's music playing and she's dancing. But he's not playing music. He's just sitting there? He is sitting. Watching her dance? And there's a strobe light going? Did you hang out for a while? Or did you open the door and close it? That's what I did. Open the door and closed it. (laughs) Too freaky for me. Too freaky for you. Yeah, that's a good good live music story right there. Oh, I don't know if I can top that one. I've seen some acts. You've taken some acts? I've seen some acts. Oh, I got a good story for you here. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Virgil Shaw (laughs) used to be on a record label, I don't know if they're still around, called Future Farmer Records. FFA. That'd be Future Farmer Records. Oh, we might get mugged in a minute, so just bear with us. But uh, Virgil Shaw, uh, he had a great, I think it was self-taught, no, his album was called The Quad Cities. This is country? Mm, sorta. It was like just uh, Americana maybe, I don't know, it was good. It's a great record. Uh, listened to it a whole bunch, and then he came through Chicago when I lived there. I don't remember like how I kind of got in touch with him before, Virgil. yeah, before he played, but like we kind of knew he was coming and he knew, we had contacted him. And so we, my friend and I went and saw him play. Great show. Uh, he was like, uh, the, some of those dudes from Wilco were there. They were on stage with him. And I was like, whatever. Well, now that I think of it, maybe that Blues Traveler thing was a dream. That sounded more <laughs> like a dream. They definitely came to my school, but I, <laughs> you no, might. I got to check. I'm going to check with those guys. I think, I think yeah, you asked Chowder. No, yeah, you I'll see ask what Chowder. Chowder has to say. Go ahead, Virgil, FFR. So I go see, uh, we see Virgil, and then he, he ends up, he stays at our place, uh, and we're hanging out, and we lived on Division Street in Chicago, and there's a place, there's a Turkish bathhouse on Division Street. Ooh. I can't remember what it's called, but it's famous because it's a place that Al Capone used to go. So it's sort of a city landmark, and uh, apparently I, he, he just tells me that on this tour they've been like trying to stop at bathhouses yeah. at every stop along the way. Because, dude, episode Lude. live, <laughs> dude, episode live music, you're going on tour, that wears you down. Yeah. You're, you know what you would do on tour? You're not eating well. You would bring a, bring a giant bag of Epsom salts, wouldn't you? You fucking ain't right. You're not eating well. You're drinking too much. You're sitting in oh, uncomfortable seats for like eight hours silent, at a stretch. Silent killer. Of course you need to go to a Turkish... Tur- tur- episode live music. drinking. I'm just getting warmed this up. This is our comeback episode. <laughs> Turkish bathhouse. So we go there. Oh, wait, I'm no, like all okay. over the mic, no, we, off and on. No, mic. no, no. We decide we're going to... I'm getting the story straight now. We decide we're going to go to the Turkish bathhouse, but first we're going to go get breakfast. So we're eating breakfast, and he asked me if I'd been to this bathhouse before, and I said no. He said, are there any... He had kind of a funny voice. He said, are there any rules there? And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, I don't know. They probably don't allow nipple rings. I was just joking. I said, I don't know. They don't, probably don't allow nipple rings. <laughs> Good joke. That's a funny joke. And so then we get to the Turkish bathhouse and we're in the locker room disrobing and he takes off his shirt. And th- this is like someone who's not a flashy, like not a bunch of tat, no tattoos, 
Nice. Like dresses and dresses actually kind of dress like you, like baggy jeans. These are not running baggy she- jeans. You got to drop it with the baggy thing. Uh, I mean, pre oh. post Mark oh. Brush, whatever. He had some like baggy, comfy jeans, just a, a t shirt, some New Balance, like not like. But? But takes off his shirt, has fucking two nipple rings. You bet he does. Two nipple rings. Who doesn't? And so then I'm paranoid. I'm like, man, does he think I'm like some soup, like super freaky, weird Here, ultra hey. fan who like found oh. out that he had nipple rings and was trying to like <laughs> drop a nipple ring joke to prove to him how much I loved his music? Because that wasn't the case. So anyway, we went to the this bathhouse. Did he leave him in or did he take him out? Uh, he left him in. I think maybe he must have known I was joking. But it was a weird bathhouse. There was like there was a table where there's this giant man with a big belly and he just had a bucket of cold water and a big palm leaf and he was just pointing at this table you could lay down and he'd slap you with the leaves but the worst part was in the shower like in the locker room area there was a a deli counter and you could go and like get food and they had this thing called the bathhouse salad and you could get shots of vodka and you could eat salad episode live music true story (laughs) There's something special about live music. There is. I've seen my fair share of uh, classical symphonies and musical quartets. That's a nice twist. Yep, it's happened. You're you're refined, Mark. You bet I am. Blue blood. Blood runs blue. What was your uh, favorite um, quartet Uh, that you doth? I believe I Same. saw the Kronos Quartet once. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, man, I love the Kronos Quartet. <laughs> Very intense. Very intense. Avant-garde. Episode live music. Have you ever uh, seen the movie Requiem for a Dream? Josh, I have seen that movie. So, the soundtrack to that movie... That is, is the movie where... It's Philip Glass and the Kronos Jennifer Quartet. Jennifer Conley appears bottomless. That's your memory of that movie? One of my memories. How about that uh, Jared Leto's character loses a fucking arm? He does? Because he's been shooting up and is, gets a gangrenous infection. Oh, I, vaguely. Yep. I think the only one who escapes with all his limbs and dignity and sort of intact is uh, the character played by Marlon Wayans. As it should be. But, when, okay, right around the time that Why movie... Requiem for a Dream. Well, let me tell you that story, Mark. That movie came out, it must have been, I could probably place it for you. Mm. Thinking... 98, 99? And I was working uh, the graveyard shift at a wire service. Oh, God. And me and my boy, I call him S-T-M-E, Sean the Man Eads... Just me and him working on a graveyard shift together. We decided we wanted to see that movie, but we made a pledge. We were going to read the novel first. 2000. Hubert Selby Jr. Yep. Read that book. Devastating, depressing as fuck, brilliant, whatever. And then we went and saw the movie. Powerful stuff. This is episode live music. Episode live music. Not episode live movie. But then we became obsessed with the soundtrack. Ah. And so we would listen to that soundtrack, the Kronos Quartet Philip Glass soundtrack, all night while we were working. 
like through the night graveyard shift. Yeah. Just back to back to back some nights. We would just Chronos play after it over and over and over again. And that is some of the most intense music fuck with your mind. you'll ever hear. Can you imagine no. going on a binge of listening to that music Don't while you're it. not sleeping at night? Yikes. And then you leave that job, you skateboard home. Get your you drink valet a, coat you, on. No, this is before I moved to Chicago. I was no valet. I, would, I was living in Five Points. I would skateboard home. I'd arrive home at about 6 in the morning. Whoa. I would like, and I, I was still not ready to sleep, so I would drink a 40-ounce. At 6 in the morning, watching, uh, first I'd watch Rocky and Bullwinkle. I never liked that shit. And then Sister, Sister. That, sister, uh, Sister? That sitcom with the twin sisters. And then I would watch The Nanny. Oh, this is terrible lineup. Although I really had kind of a thing for Fran, hey, for Fran, Fran Drescher. Yeah. Oh, Fran Drescher. Oh, <laughs> no, no. And then I'd eventually fall asleep after I finished my 40. And then I would wake up at like... That's a great story. Two in the afternoon. Listen to live music. Mull about. And I couldn't go see live music because I had to go back to my uh, midnight shift. Okay, episode live music, bringing it back. This is what I was going to tell you about. One of the first sort of dates that my wife and I had was we were going to go see uh, Elliot Smith play at the Ogden Theater. You guys are so edgy. On Colfax. Um, she was excited to see Elliot Smith. My friends and I were more excited to see Granddaddy, who was supposed to Ooh. open for Elliot Smith. We were jazzed about that. Ooh. So we drank, we mixed up a bunch of Champipple. Excuse me. Which is a uh, Mad Dog 2020, and you mix it equal parts with like just shitty dry champagne. Uh, okay. And it tastes really good, but it does terrible things to you. Mean hangover, right? Well, just mean sloppy instant drunkenness. So we were kind of drunk, and uh, uh, she, Nicole was living in an apartment really close to that theater. So we were walking to the theater, and I was already kind of like, Ooh. and so I kind of already was getting on her nerves. And then we got to the show, and uh, it turned out Granddaddy had to cancel. And so me and my friends were all salty and pissed off and just sitting back by the bar complaining. And she was like, fuck you guys. And she went down to the front and enjoyed what was probably, by all accounts, as she has told me, an amazing live show. And all I remember about that show is that that he closed. uh, He did an encore with Don't Fear the Reaper. Covered Don't Fear the Reaper. Interesting. Episode live music. That's a true story, Mark. But after that show ended at, a, I don't know, a little before midnight, guess where I had to go? Work. Business wire. I had to go work the graveyard shift. <laughs> My boy, uh, STME. Mm. A fucking saint, man, because I showed up a mess. All, like, hungover on Champipple. I tried to start doing some work, and then I just laid down on the floor, and I slept for about three or four hours. <laughs> but then I woke up and I, I uh, tried to pick up some slack mark episode Ace live employ- music. <laughs> yeah, these, this was a different time. I'm, I'm thinking about other things I've seen. That's what this is about. Uh, who knows what the fuck this is about. Could be about the zoo. Episode live music. I feel like I've seen some other good shows. I mean, oh, hey, come on. Boulder, I've seen Spoon. Spoons, I don't think I've seen TV them. on the radio? I did see them in Chicago. Very good. Uh, come on, those are good. Didn't you see that Jake Shiamata or whatever? The oh, uka- Jake Shimabukuro. Yeah, the ukulele guy. Ukulele wizard. We see- Whoa. That is a bird. That is telling you how close we are to the zoo. Oh, is someone trying to fuck that bird? <laughs> 
That's nature, man. What that the? is so natural. That's live music. Hashtag. That is live music. You invited me to that Jake Shimabara tour de de I don't think I could bother to reply your email for some reason. Unbelievable. I ended up going with Shaggy Brownie and Mrs. Shaggy Brownie, and it was a show for the ages. I know. I, I Believe me, once I realized that I blew it. You blew it. I knew that I blew Big. it. And I felt bad for blowing it, Mark. Live music. Episode live Unforgiving music. Unforgiving live music. Hey, you know who I saw at Chautauqua? Huh. Leo Kotke. <laughs> nice. My dad took me to see that. You know who I saw also saw at Williams College? David Wilcox. No clue who that you're talking about there. <laughs> Singer-songwriter action. All right, Mark. Quick quid pro quo. Uh, best live show you've ever seen. Nice buddy. question, Josh. Best live show you've ever seen. Wow. Ever. Tough, ever. Tough call. Okay. Make that call. You know what? It's not that tough. Okay. Tonight. Was it? Really? <laughs> No. Okay, I was just trying to wrap it up. I can see that. Rips with my podcast partner. That was special, wasn't it? We've never done Let's anything see. like that before. Let's see. Mm, best show ever. Mm-hmm. That was the question. Yep, yep. I'm giving it serious thought. I can tell. I think, you know, hey, man, I don't... Mm. For the sheer exaltation of it. Okay. You're going it to is that, it is the Sufjan show last year, two years ago. Oh, fucking that. I think it was last year. Unbelievable. Really? Yep. Really? Really. That's your answer. You're pulling from something earlier in the show, huh? Hey, the answering with truth. Okay. Hear my truth. I can I can hear your truth, Mark. You can speak your truth to me. I'll think there might be some sort of. I did enjoy going to those grave digger shows in Iota, at Iota. I just. I always that makes me wish I'd seen the grave diggers. No, uh, but it was special. It was like bang your head. Local act that was sort of big but not that big. Bang and, your head. Right. Bang your mother. So head. you, Josh, aside from that Twisted Sister show back in the eighties. Oh, I never saw Twisted Sister. I did see uh, Van Halen. Ooh. Ooh, you want to hear? I don't know if this is a coming of age tale. It might almost almost be one. When I was in high school, uh, my best friend. Are you still recording? I think so. Yeah, my best friend from youth, from youth, from youth, from youth. I, I growing up, I, I lived in a cul-de-sac, yes. and I had this. Uh, my best friend Brian lived across the street from me. Yes, we were polar opposites in many ways. We loved building Legos together. My best friend from youth. Who's that's not an expression that people use. I just used it. I'm speaking <laughs> it to you now. We were very close. We we shared a, a love of Legos. A love Great. of Star Wars, certain things, but he he was uh, a, a very a, a very accomplished soccer player. Ah. I cared not for sport at the at that time, so there was a rift. But we came back together. Uh, he had a it, he had a birthday party, which in high it was like in high school. Who has birthday parties in high school? But he did for his birthday. He got tickets to Van Halen, oh. and so he invited me and our other friend Matt. Oh, I saw Robert Plant, who was like in that in that original group from way back in Ute. Yep. So we go to the show. <gasps> I saw we're, Guns N' Roses. We're standing on top of the world, Mark. Because it I is... I think with Metallica. It is because it is thing? Van Guns Halen Metallica? with Sammy Hagar. Yep. Oh, you got the Hague. Well, but I, at that time, I was still... I can't uh, drive 65? 55. I, I was still very virginal. They played that song. They also did the thing where they like they played half the set and then 
they would take turns. Like there was the bass player, uh, Mark Anthony, is that his name? Or Mike? I think it's, I don't know. He he played a big long bass <laughs> solo. And then that? Alex Van Halen just played an insanely long drum solo. And then Sweet. Eddie Van Halen, blah, 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 and then yeah, Sammy great. Hagar came out and played one of his weird live acoustic songs. Ugh. They they showcased their talents, Mark. Wabba, wabba, wabba? Cabo wabba is what you're thinking wabba. of. But uh, here's what happened to me. Chubba wabba? At that time, I was very virginal. I was literally a virgin. <laughs> I hadn't uh, tasted the sweet nectar of uh, careful alcohol. Oh, uh, I, you know, still pretty straight and narrow. And there was this girl. That's find I, that hard I, to believe that there ever was a time. You son of a! There was a girl named Kelly who was in my French class. Kelly is a great name for the '80s or '90s. I wouldn't say that I had like a big crush on Kelly, but I thought she was really cute. She was very attractive and perky and all this, but she was there, and I saw her, and she was fucking wasted. Oh, Kelly. Like, totally hammered. At the Sammy Hagar show? At the Van Halen show, and, like, her windbreaker was falling off a little bit, and, like, I felt like she was with this guy who did not have good intentions. <sighs> and I got to tell you, Mark. Bad girl. Th- that was a loss of innocence moment for me. That was when I realized that the world was a wicked place <laughs> at a fucking Van Halen show. Chris Isaac. We can imagine world. that. Wait, you Wicked s- game. You Wicked saw Chris game. Isaac's live? Didn't, but that would have been live music. If you had seen it? Yep. All right, see, at least I had a good live music story there, Mark. All I'm getting from you is a list. Here's a live music story. I, I saw want some, Guns and I Roses. I want some fucking insight. And Metallica. Would you give me some emotional depth? With some buds. One of them got too drunk in the parking lot, threw up, and danced in his own vomit for the whole show. That's getting better. There you go. Wait, he Bad just, music. He just stood, he stood in the parking lot and just danced in his puke? No, it, it, once he got into the show. Wait, he puked in the show? In the stadium, in his seat, threw up on the floor, didn't want to leave the show. Oh. <laughs> kind of so gross. So you stayed and had to smell and it? I remember. We, he had on gazelles. And you probably had on flip-flops, nope. so you're like, shit. I my, think I did have on flip-flops. My toes are going to get barf on them. That's why you don't wear fucking flip-flops, man. You're going to chip away your hey. toenails. You're going to get puke on your toes. You know Episode what? live music. God damn it. I don't live in fear. I don't live in foot fear. Well, you should. Nope. It's a dangerous world, man. I got, I got bigger problems. All right, are we wrapping this up, or do you have another... I uh, have delivered a lot of live music. So have I. Fucking Van Halen. That's pretty good. Oh, wait, I was supposed to tell you about my... Uh, what is this? What was this place over here, this club in town that got shut down? Oh, Rhinoceropolis. Rhinoceropolis. Oh, that was one of the best live shows I ever saw. It was women. Beacon. Oh, women. I saw women play there. You and your women. And it was fucking fantastic. The guy's dead? Yeah, one of them. That was a great show. That was so loud. I saw Lightning Bolt play there, too. Have you seen Lightning Bolt? It's just a, like a bass player and a drummer, but the drummer has like a mask with a speaker built into the mouth. It's like <clears> just part of a telephone, like an old telephone microphone. And it's just loud as shit, huh. but quite good in its own weird way. Could explain the tinnitus. Uh, that could be where it all originated. Although I will I'm say... I'm thinking there were some good bands going I was going to give another... There were, man. I just told you. I saw you Women. I saw uh, Lightning Bolt. I think you saw a beacon there. No, no, I saw Beacon at Lost Lake, and that was a fucking fantastic show. They were episode at Lost Li- Lake? Yes, episode live music. They were at Lost Lake. It was fucking great. How many people were there? Uh, more than on a Monday night. Okay. But they had, I got to tell you, like they... Uh, it's not about the crowd. It's about the live music. Well, and they had like a real stage, pre- like they had lighting and smoke machines and like a projection thing. At Lost Lake? Fuck yeah, man. You can make that place your own. Okay. Learn that lesson from Beacon. They were 
And like the guy, the guy who sings is like kind of hiding behind his hair and just like swaying. Is with it the just microphone. two guys? One guy with some keyboards and one singer. One guy with a bunch of keyboards and pads and pedals. They killed it, man. Episode live music, they killed it. <laughs> Amazon bought Whole Foods. Amazon butthole foods? What's that mean? We'll be back for 122. Oh, yeah. Before you know it, because we're not gone, we're back. <laughs> we never left. I don't remember we should have. Hey! Just kidding. Episode live music. Tell your friends. Enjoy. Hug your mother. So natural. So natural. So natural. Oh